0: Of Reichman University. Fully booked. Read into it with Michelle Lamar and Liras Levy. Hello everyone and welcome back. You are listening to Fully Booked on Audioversity, the voice of Reichman University. This is the podcast where we discuss our favorite books, discover new reads, and give you a bunch of new recommendations. We are your hosts, my name is Michelle. And I'm Liraz. And today we are going to be discussing Liraz's favorite book, or one of her favorite books. One of her favorite books. Uh Get a Life Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbert. I'm excited. <laughs> I know you are. Okay. So this was my first time reading the book. Mm-hmm. Um, Liraz, would you like to give a little a little brief synopsis of what the book is about? I would absolutely love to.
1: But I think before I want to start talking about this book, I want us to talk about what makes a favorite romance for us. Because I have okay. plenty, and I want to hear your thoughts about this.
0: Yeah, I'm a little picky with romance. Um, I don't read any?
1: <laughs> no, I so um, putting it lightly. No,
0: I use most of the books that I do read. They sometimes have romance in the background, but it's never like a love story. It usually mm-hmm. like one of like my, my favorite things is when it says like this isn't a love story. This is a story about love. You know, like one of those. Okay, like it's it's like it, you know mm-hmm. like that. Um, that's usually what I read when it comes to romance. Um, and it never it's never like the the overall plot. Like I'm I don't read a romance book. I read a book that has, like, romance in the background.
1: Okay. But, like, when you've read, like, I know you have read at least one romance since... Yes. (laughs) Since we've started uh, talking, me and you. Talking. Yeah. Since Since we've Yeah, since we (laughs) became uh, friends. Um, What did you like about it? Just, like, tell me, basically, what elements in a romance make it, like, good for you? What are you looking for?
0: So, honestly, like, I wish I could give you, like, a clear answer, (laughs) but there's a part that's just, like... I don't know, like Just basic enjoyment. I need okay. My I'll, instead, like I'll give you what usually like bothers me about romance and okay. why the romances that I do love aren't like that. Why they're not like the other romances? Okay. Why they're special? Um, you know, like I usually hate the characters, and like as we know, I am a character bitch. I don't care about plot. Mm-hmm. Like plot means nothing to me. I don't. I don't care about what's like. Go- you know what I'm saying? Like I don't yeah. need a story. I need characters and their lives and because i care so much about characters if i don't like a character that i'm supposed to be rooting for i'm not going to like the book because that's what makes it for me you know and romance books they're oh my god they're just so annoying like (laughs) the character the protagonists are always so irritating and frustrating and like The guy is always an asshole, and the girl is always, like, just so different, and, like, she's so quirky, and, like, I hate it. She's not like other girls. I hate it. Like, I truly, it bothers me. Mm -hmm. It really does, and, like, the characters are always so selfish, you know, and they're just, the relationship is always terrible or boring, or you don't get the actual relationship because it just ends when they have, like, their first kiss, and it's like, okay, so you spent the entire book not being together for, for, like, one reason. Right? And, like, I love a slow burn. I love when a romance is, like, really dragged out. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's, like, it's so, because it's so rewarding I when know. you finally get to see them together. But then, when they spend the entire book being selfish assholes, and then you get to the end of the book, and they just have, like, a kiss, and they're, like, I love you. And then they're, like, I love you, too. Then, like, well, what it did, I didn't see any change. I know. I you know. don't have any character development. Like, you just started your character development, and then you're going to end, you know? And, like, I'm supposed to be rooting for this? I feel the same about that. I, I like, hate it. It just really... I hate it so much. It really pisses me off.
1: So with me, like, I, I also... Ro- like, s- slow burn is just amazing. It's chef's kiss. It's everything I want. Like, when I look for romances, my favorite romances, they're all slow burn. It's like... It starts it starts slowly. I like, I like the building of the relationship. The anticipation. Yeah. The learning each other and learning, like, their quirks or their little, like, you know, hobbies and, like, the things that they like to do together and finding their rhythm as, like, a couple... And I love when it takes, like, forever to, like, to get, get to, to, that point. to that point. But what, like you said, I cannot and I can't stand where we stop when they become, like, a couple or when they get into a relationship.
0: I need to They've see, like... They, like, barely even become a couple. They just, like, have their kiss. I know. And then it's, like, that's how the book ends. No,
1: I can't. I need to see the relationship develop and evolve into more. I need to see, like, more depth in their, like moments together i need i need the cute
0: moments where there's a couple because like so often romance books they're like i would say that an average romance book is around like 350 pages something like that yeah you know like 300 and 350 they they rarely get like very very long unless it goes like super in depth you know and like there's no how much can you really do in 350 pages by the time that they actually get to that moment where they like kiss i'm bored i get that
1: no for me A lot of my favorite romances are as well on the longer side. Like, Marianne Zapata, I've talked about her before. She has longer books, and most of her books are slow burn. And it's amazing. Although, she has very little, like, reward. Like, we get them... Like, they kiss only in the 80% mark in most of her books. Which I don't mind. I love it because I love the way she writes, the way her characters are. But I know that a lot of people, it bothers them.
0: Um, As long as it's done well, I wouldn't mind. Exactly.
1: I think it's done really well. It's just very, like it's very natural. It's not a big thing. Because I hate in my romances when things are like big, like grand gestures, like all those big like, you know, confessions of love. I don't like that. I like the smaller ones. I like the small moments, the like very intimate uh, moments. I like the little things that they do for each other. That's what makes a romance like instantly amazing for me. I like when a couple, I fall in love with a couple, not just one of them, not just like And the idea of like the relationship, but the actual couple seeing them together. And when a romance can just make me smile, just like all the time, constantly just having like a smile on my face and like laugh or giggle, like I can read a lot like of books that have like really difficult things and I'll be like sad and whatever. But when a book makes me giggle, makes me happy, makes me smile, when a book makes me like put it down and just like grin at myself, like, oh my God, it's so cute. That is when I know it's one of my favorites. That is when it just instantly becomes like amazing for me.
0: Okay. Because it made me feel like pure joy. <laughs> I didn't actually feel that way about any romance book until this past year because that was the first, not this book, but the book that, the romance book that I read before this one, The Kiss Quotient, mm-hmm. that was the first time that I actually read a book that I was like feeling that way. I was really
1: excited for you to read that book. Yeah. I was also excited for you to read this book. Um, yeah. So before we talk about our feelings, I'll give a brief synopsis yes. and I'll tell you a little bit about it. So, Get Alive, Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbert is basically a book about Chloe Brown, who has a chronic illness. She has fibromyalgia, which is basically chronic pain all over your body, uh, in your bones. It's constant. It's very painful. So she suffers from that. And ever since her diagnosis, she's been alone a lot. She hasn't. And very, it's been like
0: years since yeah. she got diagnosed, right? Mm-hmm. For like, I think it said something like. 10 years
1: i don't know the like exact that? amount
0: but yeah it's it's, 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 been, been, it's a while. been a long time it hasn't been just like a few months
1: no it's been a couple years yeah um and she's really distanced herself from everyone and she hasn't really been through much and she feels like she misses out um and then something happens that made her kind of like question her life and say what am i doing like i i'm not doing really anything with my life and i don't like that so she makes a list of Okay, so it's basically to move out of her parents' house, to ride a motorcycle for the first time, to go camping, to go on a night of drinking, you know? Just like fun little things that she wants to do. <clears throat> and when she moves into her new apartment, her superintendent, his name is Redford, um, they have kind of like a you know, a tentative kind of hate to hate relationship. Like each one thinks that the other one hates them, but in reality they don't. <laughs> it's really cute. Uh and he helps her kind of complete her list. And it's a very fun, very funny, like, adorable rom-com of basically them falling in love. Okay. Um, so, like I said, there are two main characters in this book. It's basically Chloe and Red. Um, and they both have, you know, their own traumas that they have to, like, get over in this book. And it's, it's very satisfying to watch them, like, work through it both together and on their own. And uh, Chloe's family, like, her two sisters are also in this book and yeah. it's important because the next two book in the series are about them and you can tell like they're just amazing characters and I fell in love with them as well um but yeah so that's basically what it's about so Michelle
0: yes what did you think about it so <laughs> I ended up giving this book about three and a half stars okay It just—I'm trying to, like, do this without, like, making you, like, mad or anything. Like, I don't want you to think that, like, I hated this book. You can say that you hated this book. No, I really didn't. I really did not hate this book, but it did feel like an average romance book to me. Okay. I wasn't super invested in the story. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was because I was coming off of the high that I got from reading The Kiss Quotient— or if this book just like wasn't doing it for me. But it was a little disappointing because I had been wanting to read this book since before we even met. And I was so excited that like this episode gave me a reason to actually like push myself to do it. And I ended up not I I wasn't dis I wasn't disappointed because I disliked it. I was disappointed because it felt so average.
1: Okay. Like you know you what I'm saying? More?
0: I really did expect more. Just because like everybody talks about how great it is and Something that really bothered me is that when it's a romance, I want to be invested in the couple. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't that invested because I felt like it wasn't like you said in the beginning that there was a like a hate to love between like very tentative, Tentative. (laughs) like hate to love between (laughs) Chloe and Red. And to be honest, I don't even know why that was in there. It like it shouldn't like there was no point to it because it lasted for like, two seconds
1: i disagree but keep going because like okay
0: (laughs) so it starts off because you like you see chloe moving out Mm -hmm. and then the next thing that you know you just automatically see her like a few weeks into living in her new place right and she's already got this like quote-unquote, hate to love with Red, right? Like, they already kind of dislike each other. But the reasons for, like, why aren't even, like, between them. It's because of, like, outside, like, things Mm -hmm. that, like, they just noticed when, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, just their like-
1: interactions didn't cause this, like, it's not hate. It's more of a dislike or I think that this person dislikes me so I'm going to be cold to them. Yeah. It's, like, beca- it's not because they had a negative interaction with one another. It's more because uh, of an interaction or of something that they've seen the other person do.
0: Yeah. But then, like, which is fine. I think that's a great, like, I think I don't think that's a bad basis for mm-hmm. like, because it because it offers a chance for like miscommunication. And then, like, when you get into it, it's like it's something that you can kind of like laugh at, which is fine. But it's the fact that it only happened for like two seconds.
1: I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't agree that it only happened for two seconds. Actually, funny you you mentioned that there is.
0: Oh, yeah, we have Lee, we copy. have Raz's copy over here. I, I read it on my phone. Yeah. So I
1: don't usually tab my books, but for this uh, book, this reread, I was like, I might as well, you know, just so like you'll be very For fresh. discussion
0: points so yes. that it can look all professional. Exactly. I love that.
1: So there's one tab in the beginning. It's the biggest one because I wanted to write and I was not going to write on my book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So I was like, I, I, I wrote, I love how both Red and Chloe think that the other one doesn't like them but in reality they do (laughs) yeah they like, like both like the other person but they think the other person doesn't like them yeah and i think it's so cute i think it's really funny because once you read more of the book you understand why because both of them have a reason it's past interactions past like you know prejudices that they have and they've like kept um it's very it's very it's it's based in you know past trauma um and i understand you understand that like the more you read um and i really really liked how like you said like they unfold it kind of and they realized they were very wrong about the other person i thought it was very funny i i thought it added a lot to the humor um all right anything else any other thoughts
0: well i'll tell you this i actually loved chloe mm-hmm. i did i, I freaking loved her i think that she was a great protect she was funny i really liked her i really liked Her um, chapters. I wasn't. I wasn't such a huge fan of Red's chapters, just because I felt like we weren't going as in depth to his backstory as we were with Chloe. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would say that my favorite part of the entire book were Chloe's sisters, Danny and Eve. I think that they were fantastic, and like, this is also something that like kind of made me a little upset because it got to the point like later on in the book where I was like, I was waiting for the sister stuff to come up more than i was waiting to see like how eve up not eve how um chloe and red's relationship would change okay Maybe that's just because, like, I love sister stuff in books. But, like, you know what we need? I what? think we need more sister stuff in books.
1: I agree. I think, like, it in this book, it was so well done. Yeah. And that's what makes you want to read the rest of the books in the series. Oh, yeah. I'm
0: very much excited to read the other two books in the series. Like, I'm not stopping because I'll tell you, I love Talia Hibbert's writing. Mm-hmm. I love Chloe. I love the other two sisters. It was just that this specific couple didn't exactly do it for me. But okay. everything else... I would say was very good, but because the main thing, the main point of the book wasn't, like, my favorite, it kind of just, like, fell a little bit, but I'm very excited to see if I'm going to change my opinion in the next two books, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. I'm also also really excited for their books. I haven't read them yet. It's something that I'm very much ashamed of. I I need to read it. I really hope that they
0: keep the sister stuff, like, going throughout the next two books, because, like, we don't get a lot of sisters. I know. We I really know. don't. And the only sister kind of stuff that we do get is when the sisters, like, just hate each other. But you know what we never see? We never see sisters that used to hate each other and now love each other. And I think that's the best. I, I agree. I think like, that's the best, too. if you have a sister that you used to hate and she's now your best friend, like I do, <laughs> get yourself a sister that you used to hate and is now your best friend. And, Talking like, I think, that, I think oh. that we need it in books. Like, guys I know that you don't have a sister. No. You're really missing out. <laughs>
1: Oh wow. (laughs) Just give me a second to get a sister, you know? I know, like (laughs)
0: it's so I really wanna see that stuff in books more. Okay, I see. I really this is honestly the first time that I've ever read a book where there's a positive sister relationship like they have their little group chat their little it's sister so chat and like they're always like invading her like apartment and like getting in her business and they're like, all it's very so chaotic yeah <laughs> but like they're all chaotic in their own ways mm-hmm. so they all look at each other's chaos and th- you see like this is the like this is the part that I really really love like they all look at each other's chaos and they're like you're so weird for that but then they're like well you're weird for your chaos and like it's so good because it's exactly how sisters are mm-hmm. I love it I love that part favorite part of the book honestly.
1: One of the reasons that, like, really cemented it as one of my favorites is not only that, like, I love British banter, but Talia Hibbert's banter is great. I loved, like, Red and Chloe's banter. I, You might disagree, but I thought, like, it was super funny. Like, there are some moments that they're talking, and Chloe has a very, like, straight-faced humor, and it's very funny. (laughs) It's hilarious because Red at first doesn't understand it. He's like, "Is is she, like for real now or is she like joking so like speaking and as somebody like joking <laughs> speaking
0: as somebody else that does have very straight-faced humor mm-hmm. Mira, you always love to make fun of me for my straight-faced <laughs> humor like half of my jokes i never like crack like i never smile when i say them so like i will agree that was very well done mm-hmm. like i love chloe in general i think she was a great protagonist i think so too she had so many like facets and aspects about her that just
1: they make you like very interested in her. Yeah. Like, fall in love with her. I was instantly. very invested in her. Mm-hmm. I also think, like, her struggles with chronic illness is one of the biggest, like, things that made me fall in love with this book because I'm diabetic, I have chronic illness, right? Uh, And I know that my mom and my cousin, they also have fibromyalgia, so the notes and the things that they were talking about in this book in regards to chronic illness and the way it was treated was so accurate, and the representation was so incredible, and it really made me feel seen, because you don't get enough representation of chronic illness in books. You rarely do. And I think it was so important, like, the little bits where you see Chloe, like, exhaust her body to the point of not being able to move, but there's no, like outward like signal. You know, it's inside. No one can actually see the pain that she's in. And I think that was so well done and I loved the way that Talia Hibbert kind of tackled this whole like aspect of the book. I think it was very well done. It wasn't too forced. You know, sometimes when someone wants to like sew like representation, they kind of force it down your throat. They're like shoving it yeah. all in.
0: I feel like there's two ways that it can go. They'll either just like nonstop, like force it down your throat or they'll just like never address it.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I thought that Talia Hibbert did it wonderfully. It was very well put. It was very well done. Uh, and I felt seen in a lot of the in a lot of the moments that ta- like Chloe Brown was like feeling difficulty. I was like, Oh my god, me. Yeah, <laughs> like me. Um So yeah, that was one of the my favorite parts of the book. Another one of my favorite parts was the healthy relationship between Red and Chloe. Now, I know you might not think that it was the like well done in your opinion and that's fine yeah I
0: respect it I don't think it's a toxic relationship I think exactly it's very healthy
1: that's what I loved because too much in romance books you see such toxic relationships now I'm not gonna say that I don't read those books because sometimes they do have an appeal you just want to read like a toxic relationship where at the end of the day they're all gonna be fine they're all gonna be okay and that's okay but I love, I love it when the two characters have healthy communication, healthy relationships, healthy understanding of each other and their boundaries. I think that's so important and we don't see that enough in romance. And I loved it in this book.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think I think they have like a very good, healthy relationship. Just reading about it mm-hmm. wasn't my favorite, you know? Like I agree with everything that you're saying. And like, it's just that like the execution wasn't... My thing, but like, I did give this book three and a half stars, and that's a very good rating for me. Like, yeah. that's it. Like, the thing is that, like, three stars is like The book did exactly what it needed to do, but that doesn't mean that it's my taste. Like Just because it doesn't align with my interest doesn't mean that it wasn't a well-done book. And this very much was a well-done book, but it doesn't align with what I personally like, you know?
1: And that's okay. That's totally fine. We both have different likes and dislikes in books, so we're not always going to have books that we're going to both love. You know, sometimes it's going to be an average read for you while it's going to be an amazing read for me. And I want to mention one more thing before we go to spoilers, you know. This is also a, um, it's a very diverse read because Chloe is black, you know, and uh, Red is white. So it's like an interracial couple. And I also think that the way that Talia Hibbert kind of like navigated their relationship in that aspect was also really well done. And I think like the fact that Talia Hibbert is a black author. um, And I think that the way she wrote this connection between them and the way she addressed these issues that arise you know when there's an interracial couple was really well done and I love love reading about you know that di- diversity and diverse reads it's important for me so like reading it well was amazing not only that I think there is a lot of more nuanced differences between Red and Chloe, like their class difference, let's call yeah. it.
0: Chloe's loaded. Mm-hmm.
1: Her <laughs> family's like super rich and Red isn't. Red Redford. Uh, he comes from I think a middle class family. Um but yeah, so Talia wrote the differences between like Red and Chloe. Like the fact that Chloe her regard to money was very different to the way like Red saw it. And you know, I think that was what made them both also kind of dislike the other person. You know, because there was so, so many big differences between them. And I think that only added more, like I said, nuance to their interactions, to their stories, their backgrounds. Yeah. Okay. So I think now we can kind of go into a more spoilery conversation. Yeah. So if you didn't read the book and you don't want any, any spoilers, uh, you can go off now. But if you did read the book and you want to hear about more, you know, kind of like specific thoughts that we have
0: stay and enjoy okay so liras yes the ending <laughs> i knew it. i knew it was gonna come okay yes i am i'm listening so one of the one of my main pet peeves i guess mm-hmm. about romance books is that they always do this stupid third act conflict that comes out of nowhere and i and like chloe brown did it and I respectfully disagree, but keep going. But it was a third act breakup.
1: It was because every single romance usually has a third act breakup. I think
0: that it's stupid.
1: I understand that.
0: And you (laughs) know why? You know why it especially pissed me off? Because like we both agreed earlier, Chloe and Red had such a healthy relationship where Mm -hmm. they were communicating so easily and so well with each other. And then there's just this like one thing that happens that doesn't even really happen it's just like it's literally like the like the definition of miscommunication where like red overhears something and then he completely like takes it in one way where it wasn't and then he storms out of the apartment and the thing is the thing that really pisses me off the most about it is that the actual like fight like, he gets into a fight with Chloe about it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, wait, let me explain. And she's about to, like, because it's something that she wrote on a piece of paper. Right? The list. The list. Her list. Right. Um, So she's trying to show him her list to explain what he overheard in, like, the right way. And he doesn't give her a chance to. He storms out of the apartment. Right? And then like like two minutes after he leaves the apartment he's standing in the hallway and he's like oh but she was trying to find the paper what if that means something and then he goes to the door knocks on her door and she doesn't answer and then that's why they don't make up right away
1: no okay so here's where i disagree with you um i didn't think this came out of nowhere because this entire book kind of leads up to we know chloe's traumas like basically from the beginning you know she has chronic illness she hasn't done anything she has no experience she kind of like distances everyone from her life we kind of like slowly slowly figure out red's trauma basically he had an abusive ex who just used him and um she treated him very badly oh my my god she was such a
0: bitch and we didn't even see her i know
1: she gaslighted him constantly manipulated him constantly and i think like red also kind of distanced himself from other people like that that's why he hated chloe from the beginning because her like the fact that she was rich the fact that you know um her attitude reminded him of his ex was kind of daunting to him and i think the third act breakup i think it wasn't out of left left field at all and i understood completely where i came from because they were just getting serious chloe and red you know they started like feeling very comfortable with with one another and I think they were at the point where they they were in a relationship. And then red hearing that Chloe told her sisters like he was part of my list. He w- he felt like he was part of like a check, you know, a check uh, a checkpoint yeah. in like in her way to getting what she wanted. And that was how he felt with his ex. So I think it was 100% a trauma response the way he reacted. And also Chloe mentioned it. Chloe mentions it while they were fighting. She In her head, she's like, I, I know that he's reacting because of past trauma. He was triggered and I know that I have to deal carefully. But at the same time, she so- was getting triggered by him being very like, I can't do this right now. She's like, oh, so you can leave so easily? So I got both of their points and I understood completely the entire like altercation that they had. And I also loved the fact that he took two seconds to himself. He was like standing outside her door, breathing. He could finally breathe. And then he was like, fuck, like, I can think clearly now. And I can see how I messed up and how she must have reacted and how I didn't let her speak. And that made it worse for her. And I think I love that about the book. I didn't, I didn't want them to be apart for lo- so long and be like, oh, I understand now. I think because a lot of the times when you're triggered, like, I can speak from experience, it, all it takes is a couple minutes alone for you to be able to calm your breaths and calm down and be able to be like, wow, okay, I did not react the way that I needed to react. Like, I could have reacted so differently. The situation did not call for this reaction. So I really understood that. I understand, like, where you didn't like it. I but just, I, also... I
0: hate the trope of, like, the third act because, you know what, like, I think that the list could have been dealt with in such a better way because also... I feel like the list, like, yeah, the list is, like, the basis for pretty much the entire book because Mm -hmm. that's the reason that they even meet in the first place because Chloe moves out. Right. But I feel like the list, like, we kind of just, like, moved through it. Like, we didn't, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. There was just like, okay, like one day they were camping and then one day they were doing and like, it, like one day they just like went out to drink. I actually really like that scene where they went I out that, that night in the club. Not the club. Oh, they were in the a club. Pub. They, yeah, that was a cute scene. But I felt like we were just like moving through it. And like, I felt like we could have like actually dealt with the list in a But I feel like the list was only really brought up when it was like convenient. I and think- that's something that like, because again, like, like he leaves. And then he like takes two seconds, and then he like goes back, and then she doesn't open up the door, and then they're separate like for like what a week, like a week, a week, right? Like like skips forward a week, right? Yeah. And I just like because so many so many romance books do it, and it pisses me off so much each time. Like when I read the Hating Game, Mm -hmm. they also did it, and I thought that it was stupid. But I also wasn't a huge fan of the Hating Game in general. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I I didn't like either of the characters. (laughs) in that book. They were
1: very superficial in that book. They were so,
0: yeah, they were. Like, they were very surface level, and I think that that's something that Chloe Brown did a lot better. Um, Chloe and Red were not surface level at all. I think, like I said, I think that we went more into Chloe than we did Red. I really would have loved to see just, like, a little bit more about his Old relationship. Mm -hmm. Because you know what I really enjoyed? I really loved that little detail about Red and his motorcycle and how he took Poppy, that's her name, right? The ex girlfriend. He took Poppy on the motorcycle and she started screaming at him and she's like, never again, never again. And then literally, like the next day, She was asking him to take pictures of her leaning against the motorcycle and everything and, like, posing with it for her Instagram. Right. And I thought that was just, like, we never see Poppy, but I think that just, like, showed us, like, almost everything that you need to know about her and, like, who she was.
1: Exactly. It was very well done. What a bitch. I I hated her. (laughs) I hated her. But also, like, I think... One of the biggest parts where I really re- related to this book because it was because I related to the characters in, like, a deeper way. Like, we didn't have the exact same experiences, but a lot of what they were experienced experiencing I experienced at a certain point in my life. And I loved the way that I related to so much of what they were saying. Like, that's why I could understand the conflict. Um, I could understand both of the characters and what they were going through. And I think that in my opinion, the break that they took, even though, like, in most books, yeah, it's annoying, I think the break that they took was necessary, because at that time, Red went to therapy. Now, I can't stress this enough. Oh my god, I love this. I love this part in the book, because no one, no one ever, it's never talked about how men also need to go to fucking therapy.
0: Men don't go to therapy in books. Men don't go to therapy in real life, like, It's not shown. No, because you know why they don't go to therapy in books? Because it's... it's, No, no, no. Because the girl always changes them. The girl is all they need. Literally, fuck that. Oh, my God, I hate hate it. Because the girl is always so different. Fuck that. You know who should have gone to therapy? Josh from The Hating Game. (laughs) Yes josh i mean Heading yes should listen. have gone to therapy but he didn't need to because what's her name lucy <laughs> <Because> lucy shortcake because <laughs> lucy was uh was his cure
1: <laughs> listen i agree it's still i love this book like the the Hating game was a really great book for me because it was such escapism um but no the, i loved i loved how red got a chance to kind of like It wasn't for the relationship. That's the thing. He went for himself. Yeah, he was like, I need to do this for myself because after what happened with Chloe, I see that there is something so, like, damaging
0: that's happening inside me and I don't need that. Something that I really loved about Red going to therapy is that it wasn't even that he, like, made the decision to... Like, I mean... He, because like therapy had been brought up Mm -hmm, a few times throughout the book, they like bring it, yeah, and it's something that they sort of just like drop in here and there. And he's always like, no, like I don't need it. I'm like perfectly well adjusted. Like I'm Mm -hmm. over it. I've completely forgotten about my ex and like every like issue that I've ever had. Blah blah blah. And then it's only when he has that fight and he like takes those two seconds that he's like. Maybe I'm not so well adjusted. <laughs> yeah, maybe
1: I do have issues. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which I did, I did like. I like that he goes to therapy.
1: Yeah, I think it was also super important for him. And then I liked how, I liked how it was referred to, you know? It wasn't like, he didn't shy away from it. It wasn't like shameful.
0: Yeah. It was it's completely like a little normal. Secret.
1: Yeah. And I think that it was so important to see that in a romance book, especially, Um, And not only that, I also thought that just in general, the way that Red reacted to Chloe's chronic illness was also such an important part in this book. Yeah, it's the perfect like in between. And it's so necessary. And for someone who has chronic illness, I was like, so appreciative of the way he treated Chloe in all these instances. And, like, when Chloe was really tired that one night when they were going out, you know, to the club or whatever. Yeah. And he noticed, but he didn't want to make a big deal out of it. So he let her kind of, like, lean on him.
0: That was such a great moment. I think that whole night was my favorite part of the book.
1: I love the camping part, too, though.
0: The camping part was okay. It was quicker the part.
1: than, uh, you know. Yeah, I feel you like expected. we I feel like
0: we went through the camping part a lot faster than we should have. <laughs> I feel like we should have given the camping part the time that we gave the pub night. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, I think that we should have given them also the same amount of time because the pub night was the first time that they actually like, went out. It was yeah. It was also their first like real moment together, you know. Yeah. And I feel like we should have given the camping night the same amount of attention. <laughs> i think so too like we just sort of like moved past it really quickly but i think i think that's why the pub night was my favorite part
1: mm-hmm. i i i think so too like i love camping montages or like scenes in in like books uh i do think that they they do need more time um but i do understand like why she shortened it and whatever yeah um because also thinking you know logically chloe logically cannot be in the place like she can't go camping for a long time for a long time because of her illness and because her body needs so much more energy for camping than she sometimes has um so i did understand that logically yeah no they
0: were only there for one night i just wish we would have seen a little more more of the night
1: yeah i agree i think so too um but overall i i loved reading this book again and i loved yeah (laughs) knowing that you were reading it I think like overall like it wasn't a bad read for you.
0: No, it wasn't. It you was very You enjoyed some of it. <laughs> listen, I gave it I gave it a good rating. I, you know what? People think that when you give a book like 3 stars, it's like an insult. It's not an insult. And I don't understand that cuz I'm like it's a good book. It was mm-hmm. very well written. I wasn't, you know what it is? I didn't think that this book was like cheesy or like cliche. Yep. There were some cliches, but it was written well. So it didn't feel cliche to me, mm-hmm. you know? And I, like, it was a very well-written book and it was very well done. I liked the relationship. But was it my ultimate thing? Like, no. But, and that's fine. That's still, but it was still a good book. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't get when people think that, like, I hated something that I give three stars to.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't think you hated it. I, I think, like from the way like you before we even talked in this podcast michelle was very hush hush about
0: like what she yeah thought. i didn't give her any like i was just i think that my only updates to you were i'm on chapter 11 mm-hmm. i'm on chapter 12
1: <laughs> and i was like okay but like work with me Feelings, i did not work emotions. with emotions <laughs> because
0: i was the no, opposite cause, no because i wanted i wanted everything to be a surprise okay mm-hmm. you did not it. do that with me no no you <laughs> gave me all of your opinions when we read if we were villains <laughs> I-
1: I'm also very different when I read I feel all the emotions and I have to take no them out. so do
0: I I just I keep it all inside <laughs> exactly
1: but no I I think like we're gonna find you another romance that you love
0: yeah no you know what I think it was I think if I think if I had been feeling a mm-hmm. lot more I probably would have shared but I think because it was very like steady throughout mm-hmm. that I was like no like I can keep myself quiet through this but I still I liked it and listen the fact that I'm the fact that I'm excited to read the other ones like i'm not going like oh i gotta pick up danny brown now like no, no. i'm very excited and danny to brown, read danny brown and eve brown and like i think that's i just really want to see the sister stuff again yeah, yeah. i love the sister i want to see more of their sister group chat it's i so love cute. that
1: i love that i think that's reason enough to be excited for the next book <laughs> we're we're gonna read it yeah the next book we're mm-hmm. holding one another accountable yes Um. So I think right now we're going to give you guys a bunch of recommendations for books to read if you liked uh, "Get a Life," Chloe Brown, or if you're interested in the genre in general.
0: Yes. So Michelle, why don't you start? Um. So no surprise to anybody. I think my first recommendation would be "The Kiss Quotient" by Helen Huang. Mm -hmm. Um. This was such a fun surprise. I picked this book up because everybody said that I should. And then I finally decided to, and it was, I mean, the first romance book that I've ever given five stars to, which is wild. It's also the only one. It's amazing also. It's so well done. I fell in love with every single person in this book. And it was just oh my god, like the writing, the banter. This was like, her
1: debut novel, yeah. Helen Wong's debut novel, and it's
0: impeccable. It's so good. It's so good. I just, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I can't give any other rom com books like this. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't really give any other recommendations because like there aren't any that I would really like. I also haven't read that many. Right. We're you know? gonna change
1: that. We're gonna give you some like
0: good. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that the Hating Game is a recommendation for me just because like I was very frustrated throughout all of it. Um. But I mean, if you're looking for other romance books, like Jane Austen is right there. <laughs> I love Jane Austen. Persuasion Jane Austen. is my favorite book of all time, along with If We Were Villains. But, um, you know, like that's a that's a huge recommendation for me. Any book by Jane Austen, Pride and Prejudice is such a classic. It's like a given. Like when you're talking about romance,
1: Jane Austen is a given. <laughs> yeah, like you can't not.
0: Um, no, that's for sure a huge one for me. Are there any others? I don't think so.
1: Okay, that's fine. I have a bunch uh, if you're interested. So first of all, Talia Hibbert in general, just the author, look into her like backlist and all her books. She has amazing books. I've read half of all her books. She has a bunch. I'm, I'm getting through it. Uh, she has the Brown Sisters series, which is Get a Life, Chloe Brown, and both of her sisters, uh, which I think everyone should read. I'm going to read the other two books I'm so in that excited. series. I'm excited too. She also has uh, the Ravenwood series, which I've read all of it. It's four books. It's about a small town. It's amazing. It's so cute. It's funny. If you loved Get a Life, Chloe Brown, I think you would really enjoy that series because also it also has two sisters. I love sisters. One is- <laughs> yeah, I loved it. And also there's a bunch of representation, like... Um, for all her books, she Talia Hibbert like is amazing in representation. She has like characters of color, characters with chronic illness, characters with different sexuality. Like Danny Brown is bisexual. Okay, love that. a bunch of other of her characters are. I know there's a demisexual character, another bisexual. Like she she writes them also really well, and she has a lot of representation in her books, as well as neurodivergency representation. Like there's she has a character who's also autistic, uh, one with OCD. And I think it's very important to read about these, like about characters like this in books, because we we barely see them. Yeah. We always see, you know, the, your neurotypical white female main
0: character um, who is usually skinny with her brown hair that she puts up in a messy bun exactly. every day, and she falls over. And all she doesn't the time wear makeup
1: because and- she's not like other girls.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So, like, listen, read diverse books. <laughs> it's really just like. It's just about finding the ones that aren't like written just so that they can be like here's my diversity a box, card. Yeah. Like, yeah, another
1: great author to read if you love representation in your books, like frat representation, um, neurodivergent representation, is Olivia Dade. She has this amazing book called Spoiler Alert. It's really fun. It's funny. It's about this guy who uh, is an actor in a TV show that's like basically Game of Thrones, um, and he has dyslexia and he also doesn't like the way the tv show is going so he writes secretly fan fiction for this tv show and he has a really good friend on a fan fiction website and they don't know who each other are but they fall in love and it's really cute um she has another book that i haven't read yet it's the second book um and there is the bergman brothers series by chloe Lee, which again Amazing. Rom coms, contemporary romances, uh, Bander, fun. It's beautiful. It's amazing. I think you should read all of them. Oh, and before I forget, you read The Kiss Quotient. You have not yet read the second and third book. No. In the series. The Brightest is amazing. You need to read it. It's the second book. You have to read it. The third book I haven't read yet either. I need to read
0: it as well. Oh my god, I have a recommendation. (laughs) I just oh remembered. wow! It took you so long. No, I, I was just, like remember. talking about so many things, and you're like staring at space. Like, oh my god! No, <laughs> no I just remembered. If any, this is not a rom-com. This is not a contemporary. This is a fantasy YA romance. That's fine too. Oh my god! I think I know what it is. If anybody hasn't read The Cruel Prince? Yet, oh my god. Okay, but this has nothing to do. <laughs> nothing to do. But I need people to realize, like, what I mean when I say that I love romance books. Like, this is exactly what I mean it's because so toxic. there's because there's no romance. It's all such a slow burn. It's like you get like one scene per book, and it's so worth it. It's oh my three god, three books.
1: It's fa- it's a young adult fantasy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't even say what it's about. Yeah. Okay. So if anybody hasn't read *The Cruel Prince* by Holly Black, oh my god, it's crack. It's so addicting. I think I read all these books in what like a week. Or something? Like, yeah, a so, couple days. Uh, yeah, oh my god, it's so addicting. And, like, the main couple... I, I love um when fantasy books really talk about, like, the politics mm-hmm. in their world. And I love fairies because they're so, like, evil. They're so evil. Oh my god, I love them. And the Cruel Prince really does go into the politics and everything. But also, like, the main couple... <laughs> even, I like, love the main couple so much. I love them so much. They're so fun to read about because they both suck like they're they both suck. hate each other they're, and oh no, this is like this is like enemies to romance like it's so fun to read about because they're such awful people but they know that they're awful people they don't do the thing that like all YA books do where they're like it's a villain but because of this and this and this and this and that like they they don't give like a laundry list of why they're evil you do know why one of the characters is as mean as he is But you also know that, like, it's not an excuse. He's just, like, a piece of shit. And I love him so much. Like, that's a huge recommendation from me. I'm so sorry for interrupting you. I just needed to put it in there because that's what I mean when I say, like, that's my ideal romance. You know? Just people hating each other and then them being super
1: toxic to each other and, like, no romance (laughs) at all. But then, like, the last book, they're like, oh, actually, I love you. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. good to know I, I mean i'll look for a book like that to recommend to you uh that's not but then the like, but, that then, I like but you know what
0: then you like you'll give me a mafia romance and i'll actually hate it so much you wouldn't
1: like mafia romances because they're toxic as fuck and they're not the, reason, the same they're the very reason instillow. is
0: because like the thing with the thing with toxic romance that you need to understand to like it the right way my way, <laughs> the is, right because, way. is because you need to understand that people are allowed to suck you know you're allowed Mm. to have villains and you're allowed to like like these villains or like you're very like morally gray characters and you're allowed to like them but what makes them bad is that and when i say bad i mean like badly written is when you try and like give them a redemption arc when like we don't want that yeah we don't need them to be okay we We don't don't need need them them we need them to be we need them to be like real people i need to i need to realize that like they can they they act this way for their reasons but also like they're just pieces of shit and like i love them so i think we like
1: you might like more dark romance not mafia romance in general but dark romance but no because i've tried it and i don't like it no because you're not going to the right ones you're not don't go to the ones that are most popular don't it's no
0: they're all the same
1: they're all (laughs) yeah exactly They're all the same. And that's not to say that I'm not going to enjoy the most popular ones because I like them, but you won't. Yeah. I will. I have some ideas of ones that you might like. I'm not going to tell you now because I have to like be really sure before I recommend them to you. (laughs) No, because like I don't want to basically tell you like, oh, here, take this book and you're going to hate it. And then you're going to be like, I don't want to take her recommendations anymore.
0: Like she knows nothing. I'm just going to like never try the genre again.
1: Because it has so much potential, and there are a lot of things that you may like, but you just have to find the right books. I read a shit ton of books in the last two years, so I know what I like, and I know, like... I also know what I like. Right. I But in the romance area.
0: Not... You don't. I know what I like in the romance area. I just know that no books give me what I like in the romance area. You
1: haven't found them yet. We're gonna put it like this. You have not found them yet.
0: They haven't been written yet. Okay. Maybe... (laughs) <laughs> maybe i feel like this episode is so chaotic it is very chaotic um all right so
1: i think we're done talking about this book yeah i think we i loved reading
0: it again i, I think really enjoyed it i had a fun time um it did what it needed to do and if anything i'm just more excited to continue with the series oh my god same <laughs> same like
1: talking about it now i just want to pick up the next book yeah we'll get there yeah we'll get there
0: All right. I have a really, really, really (laughs) long TBR. Like it happens. It happens. Yeah. Anyway. Too often. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I think that's it. Yeah, I think
1: like we had fun talking about this. Yeah. Um, and we will see you all next episode. Goodbye. Bye.
0: Fully booked. Read into it with Michelle Lamar and Liraz Levy.
1: All our shows and podcasts
0: available online on our website and on all podcast platforms. Search AudioVersity.